0: Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. This is a place where we share how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Welcome to Episode 9, From Joint Pain to Purpose. Today, we are speaking to Jane Hogan the wellness engineer. She is passionate about combining science and spirituality to help women release joint pain by naturally letting go of inflammatory foods, thoughts, and feelings so that they can become the most magnificent version of themselves. Her personal experience of overcoming crippling rheumatoid arthritis using natural solutions inspired her to leave a nearly 30-year career in engineering and become a functional medicine certified health coach. Hogan is the creator of Wonderful Fine, an anti-inflammatory living membership program, helping women activate optimal health by intentionally designing a life based on what their own body needs. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about her story, miracles, and living a life with purpose. And let's get into today's episode. Welcome Jane to the Infinite Love sh- podcast. Thank you so much for attending. I'm so excited to learn more about you and your work. Thank you for being here today. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm wonderful, Queen. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: <laughs> so, We all would love to know your story. And of course, please let us know what your love lesson is. And the love lesson is essentially a situation in your life that brought you to your knees where you really felt like you had to have an inner transformation. And in that experience, you were able to take that story and help yourself and help others.
1: Well, I feel like it really... Things really changed for me in uh, 2016. And that was when I had come through a very stressful year in my life. And I just turned 50, felt fabulous. And then about a month later, I was racked with joint pain. So I had this like migrating oh, wow. joint pain going all through my body. And I felt almost like someone had like a voodoo doll or something. They were sticking pins in me because it would Mm -hmm. be like, oh, today it's my left shoulder. And uh, tomorrow, you know, the next day it was my right elbow. And it was very quickly went from being this, you know, migrating pain and then got worse and worse and worse to the point where I could hardly walk. And then I, I couldn't really almost look after myself. So I was very very afraid that I was going to be disabled and unable to look after myself. And the freedom years are coming up. My husband and I, our three beautiful children, were just grown up. And we had the last one uh, leave the nest. So we were coming up to our freedom years. And I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to be free in my freedom years. And my husband was, was going to be stuck with me, (laughs) which is not a very good way to think about yourself. But that's how it was just a very um, bad place to be and very scary place to be. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on with me. It later got diagnosed as rheumatoid arthritis. But at that point, I didn't know what it was.
0: Wow. And did you have any symptoms before that?
1: Well, when I look back on it, I mean, I had some, you know, tendinitis and things like that over the years or bad back or sore neck. and mm-hmm. But I never really thought this is an illness. I just thought it was an injury or that kind of thing. But I guess looking back on it, a tendency towards joint pain was probably there for a long time. But this was so quick. Like it was, it was, from my birthday was in February. By the end of March, I had this migrating pain going on, and by July, I could hardly walk. Whoa! So that it was is very fast. quick. Yeah, it was, and I had this like a lot of inflammation. My knees. I had these like golf ball sized um, in, inflamed balls on my knees, and it just hurt. Like it, it just hurt so much to walk. So yeah, it came on really, really quickly
0: wow and so what did you do to start healing like what was your process
1: i think you know you talked about that love moment and i look back on it i think this is this is where that moment happened and i I remember because the only way i could get any relief was i would just lie in the bathtub for hours Mm. and i just keep turning on the hot water turn on the hot water and i remember thinking is this, this can't be what my life has come to. Like, I really believe that we all have a purpose. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to do anything like this. This can't be it. And I think I just made this decision as as weak as I was then. I made the decision that I was going to fix this. I had to mm-hmm. figure it out. I had to do everything in my power to figure it out, not just for me, but for my husband, because his freedom was tied to my freedom. And I wanted to show my kids resiliency and how you just don't take things that come to you. Try to do something about it. We always have a choice in how we respond, and yeah. and loving myself enough to to do something about it. So that was my mm-hmm. that was my moment. I think where I was just like, yeah. I have to figure this out. And as you said, I'm I'm an engineer as well, so problem solving kind of <laughs> to me naturally,
0: <laughs> right. So, you made the con. I mean, I think that's like the number one thing is to have that conviction and to make that decision that I'm gonna find a way to be well and I'm gonna do whatever it takes until I get so, yeah, that I feel healed.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've heard of Hal Elrod and his miracle equation where he talks no. about, yeah, you, a miracle. So, it's I, I wrote an article about this called How Math Helped Me Heal, and it's you have unwavering faith mm-hmm. and plus extraordinary effort. And that gives you a miracle. Like a lot of people have called me a miracle. You're a miracle. You've got rheumatoid arthritis. So I've never taken medication. And now I, I still have a teeny bit of inflammation, but I don't have any pain. And as long as I follow my, my protocols that I know will work for me and listen to my body. But yeah, so that's a miracle. So unwavering, uh, unwavering faith. So believe yes. that it can be solved yes. and extraordinary effort, which means you don't stop until you get the solution. And that's mm-hmm. a miracle. That so is a miracle. And, and I it agree. really is as simple as those two things. Now there's a lot that goes it's, along with it, but yeah, comes, it's comes simple. Down
0: to- <laughs> it's simple in words, but it's much more difficult in in action just uh, saying that especially that unwavering positive faith and just moving forward even if everything is stacked up against you just still knowing and still moving and still going forward i think is yeah very um so important
1: yeah what i did in the beginning was i started of course we all go to dr google right and start doing Mm -hmm. some research and i found stories of people who had healed naturally it's like okay this this person's done it this person's done it. That person's done it. I can, I can do, do this it. too. So I, and that's part of why I'm so passionate about talking about my, what's happened to me, because I want to show other people what's possible. If I can share what I did, then it gives other people hope that right. they can do it. So that, that's just, I could sit home and just do my own little thing, but I just decided this is I feel like this came into my life for a reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, my reason now is to give other people hope. Right. So that's what I do. It's like, okay, every day I wake up, I can't wait. I'm so excited because Mm -hmm. I get the opportunity to give other people hope.
0: Yes. And it's so important. So you went immediately into the alternative holistic route since you never took medication.
1: Yeah. So uh so i mentioned in the beginning i didn't i wasn't diagnosed and i but i could hardly walk and have all this inflammation and pain going on so my my doctor made an appointment for me to see like referred me out to a rheumatologist but um in so in newfoundland it takes a long time to see a rheumatologist i had about a 6 month wait wow yeah so in the meantime she said well sometimes food can be related to Uh, joint pain. And I thought that was crazy. Like, I just thought there's no way food Mm. can be related to pain Mm. in your joints. But I was really so desperate. I really didn't know what to do. So I started looking at food and that, that got me started. So I had a really quick, like drop in pain when I made some changes and that got me looking, you know, researching, I ordered books, I listened to podcasts. And I just kept on going from there, and it was like, okay, food is a good starting point. Yeah. And then it was, okay, I need more sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I need to cut down on stress. And so all it built on all these other things. I need to get out and move. I need to um, have positive relationships and positive people around me. And then yeah. I learned about mindset and how mm-hmm. important your, your mind can actually change how you physically respond. Right. So. I found that super interesting. And then it led me to uh, functional medicine, which mm-hmm. I really love because uh, functional medicine, it deals with, it's a different style of medicine that looks at the whole person. And so when we say the whole person, it's not just the physical body either. It's the mind, body, spirit. And, and it also looks at dealing with root causes of illness instead of treating symptoms. And that was important to me. Like it just made sense to me Mm -hmm. to get to root causes. It's kind of like, you know, if you have a a rock in your shoe, you could put some padding in there, wear thicker socks. You could take some painkillers or something so you don't feel it, but it just makes more sense to take the rock out of the shoe. Right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So what was,
0: um, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. I was just wondering like are there any things I know I know it's best to work with a person like a functional medicine coach like you um professionally but what are like tips that you would give people that are going through rheumatoid arthritis or they think they have something some kind of joint pain like what's something that what's a step that they can do to help get them in the direction of healing?
1: Mm. Well, you know, I really realized even though for me I I started with food. I did know that this came on after a very stressful year. Mm. So I knew that it was directly related to stress. And all the studying and all the research that I've done since then, I know that stress is probably a bigger impact. Like when you get stressed, then other things kind of start to not work so well. Digestion doesn't work so well. Your immune system doesn't work so well. All these other things. So, really getting stress under control. Is the crit is is a really important starting point. So stress. Sometimes we can't remove the stress, but what we can do is is change how we feel about the stress or how we respond to the stress. Right. So one of the things that I do is like it's just so simple, Kareem. Just changing how you breathe. Mm, Right. So learning to how to. Belly breathe again and taking these deep breaths where you just focus on your breath and try to give your brain a little break from thinking about anything else. So that's a great place to start just with the breath because we're doing it anyway and you can take it with you. It's very portable. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it anytime and anywhere. So, and (laughs) even little kids, you can teach little people or old people how to do. Breathe, proper breathing to really bring stress down.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the number one thing I tell people is to breathe because when we're stressed, it's like all in the chest. Yes, and we're not we're not breathing in our body. Like all our cells need to breathe as well. It's not just the lungs; our whole body needs to breathe. Yeah, and being able to really feel that within your within your body, it makes such a big difference, and it really does help mm. to calm the nervous system down teach a lot of my clients different breath techniques and I use them myself even and they're so it's so fast actually I find like if I'm feeling anxious I could do a few breaths and I'm like oh
1: okay yeah I know know, you can
0: change your whole mindset very quickly from breathing differently so I'm so happy you said that
1: yes I know a lot of people don't realize that they've got dysfunctional breathing because who would say you you know you're breathing wrong (laughs) Like it doesn't, it doesn't sound like that makes sense, but really a lot of us are chest breathers from poor posture or whatever, or maybe we're, um, rapid breathers from like anxiety and that kind of thing, or, um, uh, just not breathing deeply enough. And that, that sometimes happens when people are in a lot of pain. So there's a lot lot of people don't realize that their breathing is, is actually maybe maybe even adding to their unwellness. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: they're breathing and also, you know, food is in a very, very important aspect to it. Yeah. And it's also the mindset. Absolutely. I think all those three, there's, I mean, there's so many com- components to being healthy. It's like the mindset, the breathing, the food, the movement, the love, the emotional really? wellness.
1: Yes, I know. It's,
0: it's a full-time job. <laughs>
1: It is. Well, but you know, it's so beautiful really that all of those mm-hmm. things can work together um, yes. and they have to work together. They have to work together, but it starts with, it starts with the person. It starts mm-hmm. with you individually and know and, and loving yourself enough to know that you're worth the effort.
0: Yes. I think that's where it's so important to start looking at how you feel about yourself and Changing your attitude about your your body, Mm. absolutely. So, what were some of the um, aha moments on your journey towards wellness that made you that really inspired you to be like, okay, I want to share this with the world?
1: Okay, well, I think the first one I would have to be uh, that food (laughs) and eating (laughs) quality food matters. So. You know, we, we are made up of cells and our cells are turning over all the time. Like there's, I think millions or billions every day that are, are being turned over and cells are built from our food. So we really need to think about quality food and quality food means things that don't come from a box, um, and, and things that aren't sprayed with chemicals chemicals can really be harmful to us so i think you know quality food and it doesn't have to be complicated right a lot of people think oh it's so complicated do this diet or that diet like just eat real food start there you'll feel so much better and drink water too so there's that um another big aha moment for me was a total shift in in thinking about the illness as instead of it happening to me, that -hmm. it's happening for me. For me. Mm -hmm. And that was a total shift. That's the work of Byron Katie, you've probably heard of her. And that's her big thing. Oh yeah, she does all this work on helping people um, overcome all kinds of things. But that's one of her things is it's like, it's happening for me. For you. So if I'm Mm -hmm. seeing this as happening for me, it totally changes everything. Now it's okay. My body is giving me signals. These are for me. This has mm-hmm. happened for me to pay attention, for me to learn something. So I that that's a total shift, and that made right. a huge difference. And then um, <clears throat> I think another big thing for me was realizing that um, uh, that a lot of this. Uh, it sounds funny, but a lot of illnesses have emotions associated with them, right. <laughs> but knowing that there was an emotion associated with this. And it was really an emotion that I carried with me my whole life, different emotions that I carried with me my whole life that came right back to childhood and mm. understanding that I needed to shift the emotions and shifting the emotions shifts physically shifts the illness physically in your body as well so that's pretty huge
0: (laughs) that is very huge that is huge and it's interesting that you were saying that things happen for me because I feel like a lot of times when you're sick you fall into that victim mode where you feel a total victim to life and you feel like this is happening the life's against me and It takes a lot of work to switch your mindset away from that victim mentality into the survivor into like this is a this is a positive mm-hmm. thing that's happening to me. It's giving me the yeah. opportunity to look at my childhood, it's giving me an opportunity to heal, it's giving me an opportunity to move forward, but that's such a difficult space like what how what are things that you do with your clients to help shift them to help them see like there, there's a different way of looking at this?
1: I think. Um, well, one thing I do is uh, work around swapping those thoughts. I think autoimmune disease, especially, you know, it said, oh, your immune, your immune system is attacking you and that's so wrong. So one of the things I do is talk about how our immune system is confused and it needs our help. Mm -hmm. Our body is, our, our body is calling out to us saying it needs help. So I think changing that, like that's such a shift in perspective because it's almost like, it's almost like thinking about your body as like a little child, like needs my help. Would you ever say, stop that, you know, stop attacking me or no, I'm not helping you. Why you do, you know, you wouldn't do that. Right. Or your best friend. So thinking about it as needing your help, almost like being, we talk about this a lot, like being the observer. Mm-hmm. So being the observer, like of what's going on, okay, this is my physical body. This is what's right. happening and it needs my help. And uh, so that, that's a really good starting point. So I think I, I educate my clients on what's really going on and why it is that the immune system is confused if, if they've got joint pain and or why, you know, the inflammation is happening because the immune system has gotten triggered and, and needs our help. So I think that, per, that perspective really helps just changing it up and knowing, I think that there's wisdom in our bodies that our body wants to return to homeostasis. That's the natural state. Of course. yeah. So we need to just allow that to happen. So we need to, we need to give it what it needs to allow that to happen. So it's not like we're, it's not like we're going in and fixing stuff We we are, providing the environment for it to happen because really uh, i don't know how much you talk about the epigenetics and things like that yeah but yeah so our 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 genes 90 less, more than 98 percent of our genes switch on and off in response to the environment and the environment is the food the thoughts the feelings the air we breathe what touches our skin all mm-hmm. those are all parts of the environment so we need to provide the right environment. So this, the genes for illness switch off again, and the genes for wellness switch on. So it's about providing an environment. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting, because a lot of people will say, Oh, I have this because my dad had this, or my mom had this. And they just hold on to this idea that, Oh, I'm going to get the same illness. And I always have to educate people and say, No, you don't like you don't have to turn those genes on, you can turn them off by lifestyle changes. Like you're not destined to have the same illness that your parents died from. You will if you do the same things they did, but you can make a different choice. Like you can choose to eat differently. You can choose to exercise. You can choose to change Mm your mindset. Like those are things that are within your ability to change. It's not a done deal because it's in your genes.
1: Right. Absolutely. Because we we, it just doesn't have to happen. We just need to change it. Now, you're, you're right that we, um, we need the, to make the lifestyle changes, because if we don't make the lifestyle changes, then the environment that caused those genes to turn on, well, that environment is still there. So you need to right. change that environment, make those lifestyle changes. But yeah, I think educating people, and that's a, that's a paradigm shift as well, because we've, got, we've had I mean, a lot of people even go to their doctors with their illness and they'll say, there's nothing you can do about it. And the doctors uh, will say that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and we've been brought up and conditioned to believe that they know best, but really we have so much wisdom within ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and no one knows, no one knows your body better than you do. And how you're responding to stuff. So I think the other big thing is teaching people how to listen to their body. And Lots of times just paying attention, right? It's just mm-hmm. awareness and paying attention and keeping good records helps as well because we true. forget. Yeah,
0: that's true. And also doctors are, don't know everything. I think that's what people also have to realize. They don't learn a lot of nutrition. They don't know a lot about holistic medicine. They just are taught what they're taught. And I think that's important for people to realize that there's so many different perspectives out there and to constantly look for someone yeah. that is resonating with you and that also believes you I think your your point is so true like no one knows our body like ourselves and I find it very disheartening when I go to someone and they try to tell me how my body is supposed to react or how I feel I'm like that's not how I feel and Mm -hmm. you really have to have a strong conviction and feel empowered in yourself that you can be your own advocate and be like no this is what's happening like I'm not crazy this is what's happening and find someone that believes you
1: it's hard for people when, as I said, they've been brought up, we've all been brought up with, you listen to that Mm -hmm. person, but I think it's changing. I think people are learning now that to listen to themselves. And it's really great that a lot of doctors are using more tools in their toolbox as well. You know, they're not just relying on uh, medications, not let me, there's a place for medications, but there's other stuff as well. right? Right. And there's, while you know while taking medications you can be doing these other things that are going to help provide the right environment Mm -hmm. so there's there's so much what i love about this kareen is that people can become empowered instead of feeling like a victim they can be Mm -hmm. empowered and create their own healing
0: yeah absolutely and i think that's why i love functional medicine because it brings in a different perspective. Even if you do go to an MD, it's nice to go to a functional medicine MD because yeah. I feel like they offer a different, more holistic approach. And oftentimes they're more open for you to seek out other other supportive therapies as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when all this started for me, they, there wasn't as much talk about the microbiome and all that, but now mm-hmm. there's a lot more I I know I'm in the space, so I do hear it more. But I think in general, Mm -hmm. people are generally aware of, you know, that term microbiome now and know how important that is for health. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, paying attention to those things and knowing that there's a lot of different things affecting that microbiome. And it's not Mm -hmm. just a matter of take a probiotic (laughs) and that'll solve all your problems. that's the old style of thinking, right? That the solution's outside of you when really the solution's inside of you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get into some of the infinite love questions. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, how do you use love in your work?
1: Oh, my goodness. I think it all starts with love, really. Um, And a lot of times, you know, I, I believe it has to start with self love because when you love yourself, you can spread that love out to other people but for a lot of people they've been especially women who give 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 they almost need to start with well if i i need to do this for other people in my family i need to do this like i was i i need to look after me for my husband i need to look after me for my kids and that that motivated me a little bit more in the beginning than if i said i need to look after me for me so but I had to start really talking to myself a lot differently. And in fact, well, part of what made it a stressful year for me leading up to it was that my mother had died suddenly and we were really close. We were really like best friends and she was my champion. And after she was gone, it was like, who's my champion now? And I was like, Jane, you got to be your own champion. (laughs) So I started, I love affirmation. So I started, uh, actually like talking to myself as if my mother would talk to me. Wow. And so that, that was from a very loving place and it seemed kind of silly in the beginning, but then it got, uh, it got to be a really, really fun and, uh, and beautiful thing. I still love it now. <laughs> nice.
0: Great. And how do you feel that your work is used to uplift humanity?
1: You know, every morning when I wake up, I I think I am so thankful for this day. I get another, an opportunity today to try to help other people become empowered in their health and in their life. It's like, it's not just your health, it's, it's your whole life. And that's really what's motivating me. And, you know, I started off, saying if I changed one person's life, then it was all worthwhile. And now it's been many, many more than that. And I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. And I still, I wanna do so much more.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. And how, what, would, what does it mean for you to be a positive force of goodness in the world?
1: Ooh, positive force <laughs> of goodness. For, you know what it feels like for me is that it's on purpose. It feels mm. right from the soul. It feels like the right thing.
0: Yeah. Like you found your purpose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it kind of made everything make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your whole life. And I, Yeah. And like, I wouldn't have gotten to this point if mm. I, if RA didn't come along and all these things. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's given me my purpose.
0: Oh. So what do you love most about your life?
1: What do I love most about my life? I think that that feeling of the, the freedom that goes along with knowing that this is my choice and this is what I want to do and that I get to, I get to do this. I get mm-hmm. to choose to do this every single day and, and I love doing it. <laughs> nice. And
0: how do you feel that you receive love?
1: How do I feel that I receive love? You know, I think receiving love is being open to being open to it, and I think if you if you feel that love yourself for yourself, it's just like like attracts like hmm. I agree. so being loving myself, it's kind of like it doesn't really matter what else is out there but as i love myself i feel more love coming at me and i and you focus on it and it just feels like it's growing 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 <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and when do you feel the most love
1: when do i feel the most love i feel the most love when i'm focused focused on that when i'm focused on what i'm grateful for in my life mm-hmm. And taking the time to acknowledge that. And I do that every morning. I have a really solid morning routine. Oh, you do? Nice. I love it. Yeah, I do. I I do meditation. I do the visualizations and affirmations and yoga. And right after yoga, I take some time. Actually, my husband and I do this together. And we talk about what we're grateful for. You know things like our our loving relationships and our health and well being and um, meaningful work that we love and having time and money freedom. So we, t- we talk about this every day and we're thankful for it every day. Mm-hmm. And so in, when I'm in those mornings like that, yeah. I'm just so pumped up and revved up. Now, as day goes on, it gets busy and I have to kind of bring myself back to it sometimes, if I remember, I try to yeah. remember. But the mornings, that's when I really feel it because I'm focused on it. Right. So I think really anytime you focus on it, you're going to feel it. So you need to take the time to think about it. And last question is where has
0: love created a miracle in your life?
1: (laughs) Well, well, I'd have to say my three children. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but also I think this, you know, the people say, Oh, you're a miracle because I healed. Um, I really, well, I feel like anyone could have a miracle as I talked about, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think it's seeing this then go out to other people and seeing them and he- hearing like my clients say things like, you know, you've changed my life. Like, yeah, oh, Aww. that's beautiful. That feels like a miracle. <laughs> so I think, I think a miracle is really anytime people move from feeling fear to feeling love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's that's just that's just a shift in perspective. So whenever Absolutely. that shift in perspective happens,
0: a miracle is born. Nice. Yeah. So how can people find you? Like, how do you work with clients? Um, do you do mostly one-on-one? Do you do groups?
1: Well, I do one-on-one, and I also have a group program. It's a membership for women. Okay. And it's called Wonderful Fine. It's, it's uh, named after, well, it's a an ex- Newfoundland expression. So I live in Newfoundland, Canada, and we have a lot of colorful language and culture here. So <laughs> when something is really good, it's called Wonderful Fine. So that's what I decided to call this program. So it's an anti-inflammatory living. I do mind and body work in that. Okay. And uh, So yeah, that's a membership program. So uh, yeah, people can find me at janehoganhealth.com and see my programs there. And I got different free things on my website. And I always have something going on. Like I got a challenge coming up, not a challenge, but a masterclass coming up. I got, you know, different things, always creating different things.
0: (laughs) Oh, wonderful. So we can, we can all find that information on your website.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Nice. And do you have any free offering on your website? for people to like learn uh, I more. do.
1: Um, the one that's right at the front now is it's called Three Ways to Calm Inflammation While Eating. And oh, okay. it's about, yeah, it's about really our digestion starts in our brain. So it's about mindful eating. And, and when we do this, a lot of us don't realize that we're eating in a very stressed state and then mm-hmm. we don't digest very well and then that leads to gut problems which then triggers the immune system causes inflammation right. and all that so a very simple thing people can do right away is change how they eat so that's what uh, that's what it's all about so um i can give you the link and yeah. you can share it with your listeners
0: yeah i'll put it in the show notes
1: okay perfect
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jane. This is such a beautiful conversation. I love learning about your story and how you've overcome illness and gotten to a path of wellness and sharing that knowledge with the public. It's so powerful. I appreciate you
1: so much. Karine, thanks so much for having me here. And it's—I love the whole idea of your podcast. And I know that—thank <laughs> you. Your sharing love in the world is—that's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, have a great day.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> you too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me. Please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Kamara and my website, corincamara.com, Sending you lots of infinite love.